Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Caius, along with engineer Kyle and producer T-Bone and our in-house barbecue expert and my co-host, Dan Doc Hathaway. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Great, 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 great. Well, great. coming up, Dan has lined up for us another great guest, Scott Hendricks. Um, you can check him out, his, his team. It's called Serious Q, right? That is right, Serious Q. And that's Q-U-E, Q-U-E not C-U-E. Yeah. I'm in radio yeah, or, and you think Or of just Q. Q, it's just, yeah. It's, <laughs> so, yeah. Serious Q is his uh, uh, competition team, and he's also a brand ambassador for Oklahoma Joe's Smokers. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about smokers in the last month or two, so I'm looking forward to doing that because uh, T-Bone pointed out that a lot of people probably this time of the year, it's getting a little chillier. Rather rather than grilling, they might be smoking more. Yep, T-Bone pointed that out, but he's not hes not going to point it out again. He just... Way to chime in, T-Bone. So, sometimes he has that look that my cat has when I'm trying to carry a conversation on with my cat, and they just look at me like, I, we, we don't know. We speak cat. Well, if he starts purring, I'm going to move away from him. <laughs> also coming up uh, later in the show, we're going to be talking about ribs. Ribs. Ribs, my ribs. ribs. And more ribs. We're going to be talking about... Oh, my... Oh my, <laughs> trust me, when it comes to ribs, it's always an oh my. So we're going to get to the Ask Dr. Dan segment a little early today. And the reason is our sauce of the month is Banana Jack Murphy's Original Barbecue Sauce. Your taste buds will go bananas when you try this sauce. And T-Bone, you brought in some sauce for us to taste. Yes, we're going to find out right now if our taste buds will go bananas. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm looking at Dan and he's got too many bad jokes right now in his head i can tell so nope. they're just reeling by i'm living, fast I'm living clean to today dave i'm living <laughs> I understand, clean understand i understand we we want the kids to be able to tune in too so now, it, it should be noted so this is kind of cool because banana jacks currently right now is only available in south carolina right Ooh, it's exclusive so the fact yes we have an exclusive soon to be available at the kansas city bbq store.com Banana Jack was kind enough to send me some bottles. He has more beyond the original barbecue sauce. He has a hot sauce. I believe he has some jellies, uh, things like that. Cool, cool. He's got a moonshine barbecue sauce that I was really anxious to try, but that broke in the box when it was shipped. <laughs> Wait, moonshine? I, maybe uh, was it was it something illegal getting sent across the country? There? That would I, never ever happen. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, it was South Carolina, so <laughs> That's awesome. Let me just when you opened up the box, did your eyes water up? And you went, "Whoa, hello." No, because I when I saw all the red, <laughs> I just kind of took a step back. Well, was like, okay, what did he send me? Okay, that that brings up a side question for Dan: Are more companies manufacturing barbecue sauce in plastic <clears throat> bottles now as opposed to glass? 
it's hard to say. It's a really, it's a regional thing because it really goes on, you know, which, who's the package provider in that city. And like, so Kansas city, we have a, a ton of glass bottles in Memphis. There's a ton of plastic bottles. It's just, it's, it's a more of a regional thing, really. See, I'm thinking, let's just say somebody's barbecuing. They might be drinking. Probably plastic's the better way to go. <laughs> in, in our case, it's 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 we're not drinking, but we're shipping a ton of barbecue sauce around oh. the country. And man, if we could, if everybody could figure out a way to do plastic bottles, yeah, it would cut shipping costs down tremendously, yeah. and then, you know, make it a lot easier on my guys in the warehouse. That makes a good point. Yeah. You know, sometimes he makes a good point. Okay, sometimes every once in a while. So, are we ready to try? We're going to try. All right, here we go. Everybody take a, take a dip here. Okay. I'm sorry. I wish we had like some burn ends to dip it in. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, pretend or, your fingers are burn in. Or, or, How? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Ooh. This is different. I like it. This is where Kansas City meets Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just going to say it's like a, it's, it's a good blend of tomato and then you get that vinegar tang, but it's not like uh-huh. super harsh vinegar tang. Right. And it's not sweet. You get the sweetness from the ketchup. So, and then, then there's a big pepper that comes in after that. It's good, it's good sauce. And here's the thing. Growing up in the Midwest, I've, I'm always used to the Midwest more sugary sauces. Right. So when I first have one that has some vinegar in it, there's that first, oh, that's, and then I go, oh, wait, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, see, I, you know, like you said, growing up in Kansas City, I'm so used to eating the masterpieces and right. all that stuff. and. I absolutely love Carolina sauces. I love the vinegar sauces. So that that's right up my alley right there. That is that is good. I dig it, yeah. You know what this would be perfect on would be chicken. I Just. see, I was thinking it'd be perfect on pulled pork. Well, like I said, oh, yeah. pulled yeah. pork. It would be perfect on pulled pork. That's yeah. what I said. <laughs> no, it, it would actually be really good on chicken. <laughs> <laughs> or how about chick pork? Uh, <laughs> we just make up a new... new Come on. <laughs> Come on, now we're just getting a little out of hand. Okay, so anyway, uh, doing our Ask Dr. Dan segment with with the delicious, man, this, this, is, this is really good, um, our Banana Jack Murphy's Original Barbecue Sauce, but we, of course, have to do the question. Okay. So, T-Bone, what is our Ask Dr. Dan question? Okay, I've got a question from Dave J., which is very suspicious to me, seeing as how I'm looking at Dave K, and I think he's trying to slip one in here, maybe. Did you get a new grill, Dave? I got a new grill. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The question is, for Dr. Dan, what's the difference in using briquette charcoal versus lump charcoal? Are they really different? Yes, they absolutely are. Hang so, on, a, hang on a, a second. Whoa, whoa. Hang on a second. I was just getting started. I know. Think, hold <laughs> no. that thought. Oh, you ruined his whole flow. He was right in the middle. Let me just say, every week our questions are getting really, really good. Like that's a that's a question I've been thinking about for a long time, and I've forgotten to ask. But that's an excellent question. Okay, I'm done now. Okay, it's a great question, and uh, thank you, Dave J, for asking. <laughs> so, really, the biggest difference is the. <clears throat> The way that it's produced, and and you you could, I could go on forever about it, but here's the short here's the short answer. So briquettes are made from a charcoal base or a a wood base that's mixed with a, a some binders, and they're pressed into briquettes. Where lump charcoal, they take a bunch of scrap lumber, shove it into a kiln, and burn it down. Kind of like when you see a campfire that has you know logs that are three quarters of the way burned through, they just become carbon. So they so in ter- and when that happens, you get Lump charcoal will actually light faster. It's more responsive to oxygen, so it's easier to control, and it has less less ash production because it's essentially it's it's just pure wood. You're, there's no fillers in it. So briquettes, 
are, you know, briquettes are good for, for just your standard charcoal grilling because they don't get too hot. Um, they, they burn a little bit, they burn lower than lump charcoal. And the biggest difference you're going to see is that there's a ton more ash with briquettes. Now, that being said, there's certain grills that are, that are better to use lump charcoal in. There's certain grills that are better to use briquettes in. And it really has to do with the size of the firebox and how easy it is to clean those ashes out of. Because if you use, let's say, briquettes, all natural briquettes in a green egg or a ceramic cooker, they require very little air to maintain a fire. But if, so the, the holes in them are smaller. So if you plug up those holes, you're going to have problem with airflow. With lump charcoal, you're not going to have that because it produces a tenth of the ash that okay. briquettes do. Okay. For clarification's sake, which one burns hotter again? Lump charcoal. Okay. And so I guess it depends on what you're, what you're going for. If you're going for a steak, yes. would you want the hotter temperature? Well, and yes and no, because if you're going for a steak, you, you could get eight or 900 degrees out of briquettes if you want to. You can get over a thousand degrees in lump charcoal. And once you get over, you know, once you get over 800 degrees, you can still <laughs> sear something. It's no problem. Right. It's just a matter of how close you can get the grate to, the, to where your briquettes are at. Cool. Well, Dave J., thank you so much again for your question. Another great question. We're going to send you a bottle of Banana Jack Murphy's Original Barbecue Sauce. Your taste buds will go bananas. Coming up next segment, we're going to have Scott Hendricks with us. He's uh, from the Sirius Q Barbecue Team, and he's a brand ambassador for Oklahoma Joe's Smokers. And before I forget, if you have a question for Dr. Dan, you can email us at drdan at BBQ Radio Nation or do it on our Facebook page, which is BBQ Radio Nation. And while you're there, like us and become part of Barbecue Radio Nation. And we'll be right back with Scott Hendricks on Barbecue Radio Nation. Ah, you can talk about the pit barbecue. The band was jumping. The people too. Ah, mess around. They're doing the mess around. They're doing the mess around. Everybody's doing the mess around. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Caius, along with Dan Hathaway. And our guest this week is Scott Hendricks. He's, <laughs> I always just love barbecue team names. There's a Sirius Q, and that's Q-U-E. You can see them on, or find them on Facebook and Instagram. And, well, Scott will tell us everything else. And he's a brand ambassador <laughs> for the wonderful Oklahoma Joe's Smokers. Scott Hendricks, welcome to the show. How are you doing? 
I'm great, Dave. How you doing today? We're doing good. Now, where are you right now? Where are you? Where were you talking to you from? I am in. Uh, I'm in St. Louis, and I'm actually at home in my kitchen right now. Good old St. Louis. Uh, okay, I don't hate me for asking this. Are the Cardinals still in the playoffs? We had a shot. We get. We made it. <laughs> uh, it, it. It looked good for about a game and a half, and uh, and then the wheels fell off. I lived in Kansas City for about 18 years, and uh, I, I, I was a Royal season ticket holder. I was a Kansas City fan. I'm from St. Louis, though, born and raised and diehard Cardinals. But when Eric Hosmer went to Padres, I mean, they've, they've made some great moves. Yeah. They've got a heck of a team right now. Yeah, we hated losing him. Okay, enough bad yeah. news. Let's let's talk about barbecue. Um, <laughs> and and you, you're the brand ambassador for Oklahoma Joe's Smokers. And we spent a lot of time talking about smokers because, for one thing, a lot of them go on sale this time of the year. Another thing is, you know, it's starting to get cooler. And with the grill, you kind of have to stand over it more. The smoker, you can kind of get it started, go inside where it's warmer. So here's Here's my here's my question for you, Scott. If somebody's just starting out, let's say they've been grilling for years and now they want to move up to a smoker, what would you suggest for somebody who's brand new into smoking? What 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 do you think they should do? What should they purchase and so forth? Well, you know, actually, I get asked that question quite a few times, Dave. And, and that's the cool thing about smokers is you've got so many different types out there: uh, traditional offset. Uh, drum smokers, gravity feds, pellet smokers, uh, electric smokers, even you've got a variety of options. And the first thing I tell people is how much time do you want to spend mm. outside, you know, working with that fire, uh, you know, making sure your, your, your temperature is correct. Um, and really that kind of dictates what kind of smoker I recommend to people. Because, I mean, honestly, if, you, if, somebody, if somebody goes, you know what, I would love to get into smoking, I just don't have that much time. Honestly, something like a, gra- a pellet smoker or a gravity fed or, a, um, uh, or a, uh, uh, something like that, they, they don't have to, you know, an offset that you're going to spend a little bit more time on. You're going to be making sure you're adding wood to it, charcoal, keeping that temperature right, adjusting the air intakes, things like that. You know, if somebody wants to really spend a lot of time and get involved and care for it, I would go offset. But if if you don't just have that much time, but you really want to try out smoking, go with one of the other styles. Yeah, and the other day I was at uh, I was at uh, Academy Sports, and you know they they had a ton of the Oklahoma Joe smokers there, and it seems like that if you wanted to get into smoking and you were looking for some sort of dedicated smoker, you can get anything in the Joe's line as far as pellet cookers, drum smokers, offsets. I mean, it's, it's, it's really neat how they've kind of covered every single base as far as a fuel type or a uh, functionality type. Yeah. So I started working with Oklahoma Joe smokers about five years ago. Um, I I've been doing competitions for uh, over 10 years now. And about five years ago, I got introduced to them and started doing some work with them. And at that point in time, really all they had was offset smokers, uh, the Highland, the Longhorn, the Bandera, which, you know, they've got it had multiple styles, but they were really all the same kind of functionality. And then we started working with some ideas on, you know, what what's trending today and drum smokers are trending. I mean, they're not just on competitions, but you know, you can cook hotter and faster on them. And so you can, you can shorten that time that you've got to be out in the backyard cooking. And so we introduced a, a new Bronco about uh, two, two and a half years ago. And then just in the last year, they rolled out their first ever pellet smoker, which, I mean, there's a lot of good ones on the market. And, and I've got one of the pellet smokers on my backyard, on my back patio. And I absolutely love it. I can do, 
I can do steaks on it. I can do burgers on it and I can do briskets on it. Um, because it's got, a, it, it's got the ability to sear stuff and then also has the ability to, to smoke low and slow for a long period of time. So they really have now expanded their product line and, and come out with a lot of new things. Hey, Scott, I'd, I had one question about their new pellet smokers because I'm not really that familiar with them. What, uh, what are the key kind of, what makes them different from the other pellet smokers? So, I mean, all pellet smokers really obviously have the same general principle, right? Mm-hmm. You've got a hopper that you hold pellets in, you've got an auger system, um, and then you've got, uh, you really can use any kind of fuel source. When you're talking about pellets, I mean, you can get pellets in hickory, pecan, fruit woods, whatever you want, which gives you some, some versatility with that kind of smoker. But the cool thing about the Oklahoma Joe's rider is it does have a sear capability, which kind of opens up a vent right above uh, the flame and the fire where the air intake is blowing in, um, really has those pellets getting good and hot. And it gives you that ability to to reverse searing is something that people are, are really starting to play around with nowadays, where you start off low and slow with a product like a steak or a tenderloin. And then at the very end, you sear it at the at the end. So you kind of smoked it for a while, got, you know, the, the, the right doneness on your product, on your protein. And at the very end, you put a nice hard sear on it. And that's the one cool thing about the rider is you've got that ability with that sear section. Now, Scott, uh, I'm the, I'm the um, how do you call it, the, the grilling amateur of the room here. And w- when you were talking about the different um, flavors of the pellets, you being an experienced uh, barbecuer, do you mix the different pellets or do you just stick with one? So for, for competitions, because I have done competitions for a long time now, t- tend to stick with one flavor profile, um, you know, it, what you're trying to do in a competition, I learned this from uh, from a gentleman years and years ago in Kansas City, is you don't want to offend anyone uh, <laughs> when you're cooking competition barbecue. Mr. Rod Gray, I, I, I literally, 10 years later, I still use that line, um, and, and I think he's exactly right. Now, cooking in the backyard, though, I love playing around. I love mixing a little bit of fruit woods with some uh, uh, nut woods. So if you go with like a hickory and a, and a cherry or a pecan and an apple, I mean, you've got the ability to do that. And with pellets, it's no different than if you're using chunk wood or, or actual logs in an offset. You know, if you're using an offset, you could throw in a, uh, you know, a big stick of, of pecan and a big stick of, uh, of apple. The same thing you can do with pellets nowadays is just mix them up in the hopper and let it run through. All right. The, the searing capability on that thing sounds pretty nice. And, and that's something you don't really get with a lot of other pellet cookers. So I, I'm kind of interested to get my hands on one of those and try them out. Now, the next thing that I saw was the, uh, what's, what's, is it the Bronco, the, the can style cooker, Scott? It is. Okay. It is. Now, yep. now I saw that, that it, it's kind of set up like, uh, you know, like the traditional, you know, like your traditional gateway drum smokers or 50 or whatever, you know, the 55 gallon drum smokers. Is that something that, that you guys are promoting that you can do hot and fast cooking, or is it something you're, you're kind of promoting the both styles of cooking? Well, so they've got actually two different sizes of it. So mm-hmm. there is a more of a backyard style, which is just the straight Bronco. And then they came out with a, a Bronco Pro, which I was lucky enough. I, I helped design and put some thought process around what I had seen on the, you know, out, out in competition world and just using different types of drum smokers over the years. And really, you can do both. 
personally me, the one thing I love about a drum smoker is cooking hot and fast. I just used the, the, the Bronco pros over the weekend to do a little backyard cooking. Um, and, and the, the ability to speed up when you're doing a larger cut of meat, like a brisket or a pork butt, when you may not have 12 or 14 hours, I think is one of the huge benefits about having a drum smoker. And really the only difference between the two is the Bronco is a little bit smaller. Um, you could do a couple pork butts on it. Where on a Bronco pro, you could have two, a couple racks. You can do probably four butts on, on each rack if you wanted to. It, it's a little bit bigger. Um, and, and I just, I love the design and style of it. It holds temp. Awesome. No other uh, gadgets needed. You can just set that dial and let it go. Nice. Hey, Scott, um, you got time to stay over for us. We would love to talk to you another segment. You got it. Not a problem, Dick. Perfect. We're talking with Scott Hendricks. His barbecue team is called Serious Q. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram. Where else can they? Twitter? Are you on Twitter? Yeah, we're, we do a little We do a little tweeting every now and then. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of stuff on Instagram and, uh, and Facebook, though. And don't forget, brand ambassador for Oklahoma Joe's Smokers. We'll be right back on Barbecue Radio Nation. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, DVDs, and so much more at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. Fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Kyes, along with Engineer Kyle and Producer T-Bone and my co-host, our barbecue expert, Dan Hathaway. And we're talking with Scott Hendricks. Love the team, their team name of their barbecue uh, competition. It's Serious Q, and that's Serious Q, Q-U-E. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram and some Twitter. And he's a brand ambassador for Oklahoma Joe's Smokers. And Scott, I appreciate you hanging on for another segment. We talked a lot about those Oklahoma Joe's Smokers, and, and I think if people don't have one, this is a great time of the year to go get one. But so kind of going back again to the backyard barbecuer, they're just starting out. They just bought their first Oklahoma Joe smoker. They're all excited. What do you suggest for the person as far as meats go and, and kind of how to go about barbecuing and smoking it? Yeah. So I, I, I hear a lot of people that are like, yeah, they're, they've done, you know, chicken and, you know, they're obviously love grilling and they want to move into to smoking. Um, I, I always recommend starting off with something like ribs or a pork butt. Pork butt's pretty simple from a perspective of, you know, you buy a pork butt, you put some seasoning on it if you want to, whatever your flavor profile that you like is, and you, and you put it on the smoker. Uh, there's not a, there's not a lot of room for error there. Um, you know, you can just let it go. Uh, just the biggest thing is getting the right doneness. Uh, I, I have talked to people and they're like, man, I really want to start, get it, get a, you know, a smoker. And I'd love to smoke brisket. Brisket's probably one of the hardest things, uh, just for a couple reasons. One, one is nobody for some reason ever goes and buys the same kind of brisket every single time. Uh, and what I mean by that is for a competition and Dan probably knows this from, from his comp days as well. 
in a competition, I'm usually buying the same kind of brisket and about the same size of brisket every single time so that I know how long that's going to cook, uh, what that product is going to be like at a certain point of time. And I, I run into these guys that are like, they buy a flat one week, they buy a full packer mm-hmm. the next time and their, their times are all off. And I don't know why it didn't get done in them. Well, you took that 18 pound brisket and the first time you cooked a six pound flat. <laughs> so, you know, for one brisket's just, it's, it's a touchy animal. I mean, and no pun intended. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough cause it's, it's a, a hard piece of meat. And the one piece of advice I can give absolutely everybody on cooking a brisket, because everybody that does it goes, ah, it just wasn't done long enough. It was a little tough. And the biggest thing is as soon as you think that thing's done, let it go another 30 minutes to an hour. That's, every that's single time. That's a hundred percent right. hundred percent right. And, and, I, and everybody goes, well, I cooked it to 185. I said, you did, but it needed to go to 190. Yeah. Or, you know, it just, it, brisket is that kind of thing. It's not everyone is going to be done at a certain temp or at a certain time, it's really about the feel of the brisket. And for me, I always take a, a, a some sort of thermometer and, and I stick it in there and I'm really not looking for a temperature. I'm looking for how that brisket feels, right? If it's, if that, if that temp gauge slides in and out, almost like warm butter, I think I'm just about there. Yeah, you're absolutely uh, right. It, it's got to it, feel like a, a, like you're pushing it into a bowl of pudding almost where it just slides right in. That's a great example. Yeah. You slide slide that thing into, you you slide it in and you got to push it in and you feel that thing get, it's a little tight. Yeah. There's nowhere near done. There's a little tug. You're done. Yeah. I, and you, you you nailed it on, on the head right there when you said it's all about consistency. You know, you, if you're, if you're really wanting to perfect your craft, you really have to stay consistent and it's not just buying the same meat and it's not just buying the same, you know, I mean, you can, you can experiment with rubs, but like I always tell people do one small thing at a time. You just can't go and like trash the whole recipe and, and just start all over again and, and just try something new every single time. And, you know, just change one little thing at every single time and and you'll develop some consistency. Like, you know, I, I, for competitions, I use the same charcoal every single time. Mm. I use the same woods every single time. And and Scott, I hate to interrupt, but, but, uh, we have a legal thing we have to do. Uh, Dan has trademarked the term slide thermometer in like pudding (laughs) and I'm getting t-shirts made every time he says that we have to give him some money. He he does that on purpose because he knows because, because he's way underpaid and he's trying to, you know, it's like getting a tip. All right. right, So so, sorry about that. I'm going to, I'm going to say it a bunch this weekend and Dan, I'll send you money every single time. (laughs) Thank you, you, Scott. Thank you. You're you're a true friend. You know, getting back to the brisket, when I go to a barbecue joint, which is one of my favorite things in the world to do, usually what I do is I order brisket. You have to. You order brisket and ribs. Well, yeah, ribs. I usually just do brisket, and I figure if they can do brisket right, then they probably can do the other products right. And I never really thought had big thought until you brought this up, Scott, that it's, it's a more difficult meat to cook. So if they can do the brisket, right, they can probably do ribs and whatever else correctly too. Don't you think? I I would think so. I, I that tends to be my, uh, my train of thought there also. I mean, it just, if you go to a place and you get really good Turkey one time and the ribs are pretty decent, you venture into brisket and all of a sudden you're like, well, you know, if you start there, then you know you're you're in their brisket spot on. You're at the right place. Mm, yeah. Hey, Scott, I've got one question for you before we get we get off the air here. Okay, so you lived in Kansas City for 18 years. You know all the different barbecue places in Kansas City. If I'm going to say oh, no. if, if I'm going to go to St. Louis, where am I going to eat barbecue at? 
Man, that's a, it, it, there's a couple places here in town. Uh, everybody, you know, Pappy's, Pappy's has become pretty popular yep. over the years. I will tell you, their ribs, it's one of my favorite. I, and I know I lived in Kansas City for a long time. Pappy's does a tremendous job on their St. Louis-style ribs. They torch the and ribs, I, right? Uh, they do at the very end. Yeah. They, they brush them with a little, uh, I, I believe it's some sort of brown sugar glaze over the top, and they torch them over the top. Oh, man, I tell you what, Dan, they are delicious. <laughs> I know they look so good when you see them on TV. <laughs> this is, oh, this is yeah. the part of the show where I start getting really hungry. <laughs> Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, Sugar Fire Smokehouse is another one here in St. Louis that has really exploded over the years. They've got a ton of locations. They're expanding outside. But, man, I tell you what, they've got more of a chef-driven concept. They're getting really creative with their barbecue now. Yeah, I've been to Mike's Burger Place downtown, and it's uh, it's pretty High solid. Yep. Yeah, oh, man, it's so oh, yeah. good. <laughs> it is. That it all is. sounds so delicious. Well, we've been talking with Scott Hendricks. And by the way, Scott, when, when Dan asked you where in St. Louis, I'm surprised you didn't go, well, my backyard, of right? course. <laughs> That's what everybody says. <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> he's got a great barbecue. Well, I, I, go ahead. I do, I do, I do do some catering. I'm not going to lie there, Dave. I, I, you know, I, I do, I do get some compliments from time to time. <laughs> of course you do. Um, no, I'm just giving you trouble. There's, there's some really good places. The funny thing is though, I know, I know what you're trying to wrap up. I get more living here. I get more questions about where to go in Kansas city since I lived there for so long. Nice. And it's the, the greatest thing about Kansas city is it's always changing. There's new places. There's old places. Kansas City Barbecue is the top. Thanks again, Scott Hendricks on Barbecue Radio Nation. The blues overtook me when I was a little child. You know the blues overtook me when I was a little child. You know fast women and whiskey made this southern more wild. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. Well, I like a full-bodied logger as much as the next hard-working man. The taste of suds while dealing stud, I can surely understand. Trucker speed, and yes, indeed, it's nearly getting light. Well, it's time to switch to whiskey. We've been drinking beer all night. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Caius along with Dan Hathaway. Time now for our weekly affiliate shout-out, and it goes to KISS 104.7 playing today's best music. That's in Hayes, Kansas. Shout-out to my buddy Phil McCombs, who's the general manager of, what, like six different radio stations. Um, I refer to him as the hardest working man in radio, and he's always on the road. And just out of the blue, he sent me a text right after the show on Sunday, and it said, good show today. I'm craving a ribeye really bad right now. Thanks for the partnership with My Town Media and Barbecue Radio Nation. And yes, we were bragging. I'm bragging about the show. Hey, we're changing lives, man. But <laughs> we are changing <laughs> lives in a barbecue kind of way. But, you know, to be honest with you, there, trust me, there's no big egos in this room. And when somebody sends us a compliment like that, that's very heartfelt. And the thing that is, a lot of my friends that listen, they'll say the same thing is, I listen to your show and I get hungry. Like they kind of like angry about it, and I'm like, "Well, we'll go eat." Well, we, you know? we're we are willing to be sponsored by any grocery store in any yes, region. So yes, yeah, you just you know, <laughs> but you know, get get out there, get to a barbecue joint, or or fire up the grill in the backyard, do something, and have a ribeye. But anyway, thanks again to Kiss 104.7 in Hayes, Kansas, for carrying us now. 
Speaking of getting hungry, when we talk about this topic, I, I'm definitely going to get hungry. And we're talking about ribs, 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 and more ribs. Uh, let's start from the beginning. You go to the grocery store or to um, a butcher shop. Or the Kansas City barbecue store. Or <laughs> <laughs> see, You see what I did there? <laughs> but by the way, and in case you're wondering, it is the KansasCityBBQStore.com. So when it comes to ribs... Um, first of all, you know, there's there's the St. Louis cut. There's there's, St. Lu- yeah, there's St. Louis cut. There's a skirt on spare ribs, which is the big spares. You, mm-hmm. you see it. It's a lot of the old school barbecue restaurants. Uh, there's loin backs. Also, you know, a lot of people refer to them as baby backs, but it's really a loin back. And uh, yeah, there, there's many di- there's many different cuts of ribs and there's not a bad cut of ribs. I mean, ribs are the best thing on the planet. <laughs> I, I've got a good story about ribs, and, and if you don't mind me telling this. So my love of barbecue actually came from the 1985 Bears. And it came specifically from the back of a program of a game I went to uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on April 22nd of, two, of 1991. And there was an interview with William Refrigerator Perry. Right. And his, it said, my favorite, fu- my favorite food is BBQ ribs. And from that day forward, <laughs> from that day forward, all I wanted to do was watch Chicago Bears football and eat ribs. Well, if you keep eating ribs, you'll be as big as refrigerator, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. But that, yeah, that, that's my love of barbecue story. One that's of them. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of a fun story. I still have the program too. Well, okay. So. <laughs> Um, buddy of, of T-Bones and I who, who does some catering, he gets his ribs, you know, different places. One of them, he gets them at Costco and, yeah. you, and you think, oh, Costco, they, they are delicious. Yeah, they're, they're, of course they are. They, you know, the nice thing about if you, 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 a lot of times when you're buying pork, you're buying pork that is regionally processed. So like if you see a, a slab of ribs at Costco, more than likely it's an IBP product that comes out of uh, the St. Joe factory or, or you know, uh, the factories down in Oklahoma. So everything's raised, you know, uh, in the Midwest and it's, it's processed in the Midwest. You know, when you go to, you know, when you go off into to Iowa, you'll see a mm-hmm. lot of Iowa processors and, and that sort of thing. So you're getting super fresh product. And in the Midwest, we know how to grow and, and, and raise the right size animals and all that good stuff. So you get a the best product you can possibly get anywhere. I had some ladies in the store today from New Jersey and they were, they were looking at our brisket case and they're like, my God, you can't get briskets like that. In New Jersey. I'm like, yeah, we're spoiled rotten. <laughs> we really are. So we got the ribs, we've got them home. Do you, do you put them on a grill or you do, do them on the smoker? Which you, which do you prefer? So first, the first thing you do is you, you want to, you want to pick a, a seasoning that that's going to go great with ribs. And I like something that's a little bit sweet, a little bit spicy and has a, a touch of salt in it. And you want to get those ribs rubbed up and let them sit out for a little bit. Okay. You know, maybe 45 minutes. And what that, what's that, that is going to do is that's going to set up, if they're going to get shiny and that shiny, there's a term for it. it it's called pellicil. And it's, it's the, it's just the, the, the nitrates and everything and all, and then the, and the natural moisture coming out of those ribs. Mm. And once they start to get shiny, that's how you know they're ready to go on the cooker. So you get that, you get the smoker fired up. And I like to go low and slow on everything. You know how I am. Right. Now, now let me back you up a half a second on okay. as far as the rubs go. Because when I watch people do it on TV, yeah. they put a lot on. Is that what you want to do? It, you know, and that really comes down to how fast you're cooking or how slow you're cooking. Now, if you want to cook super hot and fast, like we were talking about the drum smokers with Scott earlier, if you're going to cook hot and fast, you do very little amount of rub because okay. that rub will not set up. Okay. And as, as the moisture escapes from those ribs, if you have too much uh, seasoning on them, it's just going to turn pasty. And that's not what you want okay. because when, when you go to wrap them or when you go to finish them, that rub's just going to be, 
just gnarly. It's going to be paste. Okay. So if you're doing low and slow, like I do, I'll do a good coating of, of rub on them. I'll do at least four ounces of rub on a slab of ribs, front and back. Mm-hmm. You got to get the sides, cover the whole thing. <laughs> and I, and some people rub it. Some people don't do anything to it. I like to pat my ribs. Oh yeah. It's very fancy. It makes me feel like I'm really giving them some love. <laughs> so I pat the ribs a little bit and then they're ready to go. Okay. So let's talk about the, the actual smoking process. Okay. So on my cooker, 225, four and a half hours makes the best rib. And that's an offset cooker. Now, if you want to speed them up a little bit, you go 300 degrees, you do an hour and 15, an hour and 15, you know, you do an hour and 15 unwrapped, an hour and 15 wrapped, and you'll have a, a perfectly tender rib. Now, I found that if you do it with an offset cooker at 225 degrees, for me, my personal opinion is you get, I think you get better internal meat flavor when you cook low and slow, it, every, it, everything just kind of melts together at that point. I'm a, I'm a, what do you call it? Low and slow. Low and slow. Low and slow. Low uh, and that's, slow. that's how I prefer for my barbecue. Now, um, do, dumb question. Okay. So you're going to, let's say you're doing it for two hours. Yeah. Do you flip them at an hour? You know, I, I usually make that decision. It's kind of my audible decision. You know, I'm, I'm standing up there at the line looking at the defense going, well, <laughs> is this rub going to set up all the way or not? And if it looks like it's setting up and I've got good airflow, then I won't. I won't flip them at all, okay. but if they need a little bit of color because you want them to look pretty, you mean you sure. eat, you eat with your eyes, right? Uh, I'll go ahead and flip them just to get some grill marks on the on the underside of them, and then that at that point I'll actually reseason the bottom of them because the bottom of them is is kind of the the forgotten part of the rib. You know, that's the first part of the rib that your tongue hits whenever you you bite into a slab. So you want a you want a good amount of flavor on the backside of them. And that's where a lot of the fat is because once you peel that, once you peel that membrane off the back of the ribs, it exposes all that fat, which is just rendering down as the, as the, as they're cooking. And that's, that's where all your flavors at. So here's my question. You flip the ribs, you put a little more rub on it. Now you get to that point where you're going to take some aluminum foil and wrap it. Talk about that process. Yeah. So once you get the the color that you want, you really want to get those ribs wrapped up so they the, the cooking process speeds up. And a lot of times people will use butter in, in the wrap. Um, I like to use a little bit of apple juice, uh, you know, a little bit of brown sugar and honey. That's the pretty much the standard way to wrap ribs for what true competition ribs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if I'm cooking at the house, I'll reseason them a little bit just to give them a little extra punch. And I'll drop a maybe a half a cup of, of uh, apple juice in the foil just to keep them from sticking. And I'll wrap those puppies up, throw them back on the cooker. And as the, as they start to finish off, you'll notice that the, uh, the foil will actually start to puff up a little bit because of the steam that's generated from the apple juice. And at that point you can start testing for tenderness. And so what I'll do is I'll pick them up at the, at the largest, the thickest end. And if you can pinch them with your thumb and your, and your, your, your pointer finger, and they feel like they're pretty soft, they're getting real close to being done. That's when you can start using your uh, temp gauge and uh, it's trying to get that desired temperature and checking it out there. So it puffs up like a Jiffy Pop popcorn. It, it really does. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if you're doing it right and you have it sealed up right, it's definitely going to do that. Sounds good. We'll be right back on Barbecue Radio Nation. Every Barbecue Radio Nation show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more, each and every Thursday. This is Big Mo Kason. You listen to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm going to tell you what, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. The thing that I used to do, Lord, I 
to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kais along with Dan Hathaway. Big thank you to Scott Hendricks. His barbecue team is Sirius Q. That's Sirius Q-U-E. Check them out on Instagram and Facebook and what? Oh, Twitter. You can do it on Twitter, too. Um, and he's a brand ambassador for Oklahoma Joe's Smokers. I'll tell you what. Getting in the falls, we've been talking about and we talked about ribs. That just sounds so good, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm. I'm going to cook some ribs this weekend. <laughs> I've been meaning to do it for a while because there's some uh, some new products that we have in the store that I really want to try out. And coincidentally, I have a barbecue contest that I'm cooking at uh, in Osage City, Kansas, uh, Halloween weekend. It's a, probably my second contest of the year, so we'll try not to. Uh, we'll try not to. Uh, I don't know. Do horrible. Well, let me put it this way. <laughs> If the costumes don't scare you, his ribs will. No, Thank you. They'll be fine. No, they'll be fine. That's why you got to practice. Practice makes perfect, you know? No, they were, they, Dan Dan does a tremendous job of grilling I, and smoking. I, we we just like to tease him. But, um, well, then, good luck on that competition. Hey, thanks. And we'll be looking forward I'll, to hear how you did. I'll bring home a big trophy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and then, of course, next week, speaking of guests, you've got somebody lined up that we're going to love. Yeah, so next week, we've got Travis Clark, from Clark Crew Barbecue. And Travis has won so many damn contests. It's not <laughs> even funny. And he is, he's won the American Royal. He's won the Jack Daniels Invitational. Uh, let's see here. He's won just about every contest in, in small town America that you can possibly think of. And he does it in part to his brisket. And his brisket's fantastic. And I, I want to talk to him about how you can translate competition brisket into backyard brisket and make it, you know, make it simple for everybody. And and I know he's the guy to do it because I've had his brisket and it's probably some of the best I've ever had. Well, there's just nothing good that, or nothing better than really good brisket. Also, uh, we had our barbecue sauce of the month and uh, Dave J was the winner of that. He's got to get himself some banana Jack Murphy's original barbecue sauce. Your taste buds will go bananas. And by the way, if you'd like to get a question in for our sauce of the month for Ask Dr. Dan segment, just go to our Facebook page and become part of barbecue radio nation at bbq radio nation should i just hand you the bottle of sauce right now i've been dave (laughs) jay i kind of want to chug it actually i'm going to double check the address on this (laughs) if if it happens to be near kansas city we know that well anyway thanks so much for tuning in and we will check you out next week right here on barbecue radio nation (laughs) 